Yeah, I mean, Stacy in general is a quieter human than you, so if she's a little closer to the mic, it's not going to hurt anyone's feelings, but... You're trying to say I'm too loud, Joe? I mean, no more than I would say that about myself. <laughs> yeah, but you've got that orator voice. Like, it works for you. You really do. I mean, you have a great speaking voice, Mo. I think it sounds silky and sultry. Well, thank oh. you. I'm going to say that's a lie. I was going to go with monotone and overly deep, but okay. No, I like it. I like it, too. Yo, this place is big. We shouldn't split up Finding Will. Said no one who survived a horror movie ever. Because as you know, in every horror movie, the first rule of survival is never leave your friend. So don't split up if you want to make it to the end. No, don't. Don't split up. Welcome back to the Don't Split Up Horror Podcast. This is episode number 17. We are going to be talking about the new release, The Forest. My name is J.R. Foresteros. I'm Amanda Foresteros. I'm Moza Haiti. And I'm Stacey Silveri. Uh, so this, this horror film is set in a forest, and it's not just any forest. It's the, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher this, the Aokigahara Forest in Japan, which is at the foot of Mount Fiji. And it's more Fuji. pop. Fuji? Fuji. Is that Fiji? Fiji is an island. Fiji is an island. Okay. Yeah. Mount, Mount Fuji. Like the apple. Uh, is it Fuji apple? I thought it was a Fiji apple. It's Fuji apple. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see the confusion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and uh, so we're going to be talking about this in a minute, but I wanted to first, I didn't tell any of you about this ahead of time. I wanted to pass along a very special piece of feedback that I got on our Christmas episode, our last episode on Black Christmas. Ooh, I was talking okay. to my mom earlier. Your mom? And she said that she listened to that episode and Amanda's praise convinced her to watch the original. When Amanda. when Amanda said it was over 40 years old and it still scared her, my mom decided that for some reason that meant she had to see this film. Which What's she doesn't feedback? really like horror films, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, they're not like her particular cup of tea, but wow. for some reason this one won her over. High praise. Has so, she seen it yet? No, I, that was literally just today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I just got to talk to her. So. Cool. <laughs> well, that's exciting. I agree. So cliffhanger. Uh, We'll wait for the results. We'll, we'll find out what my mom thinks, but uh, my mom listens to our podcast and is a big fan. So, Very That's is awesome. that cool points? I mean, I his mom is really cool. We're not arguing the coolness of JR's mom here. I'd like to put that out there. No, she's pretty awesome. So, I mean, I, I feel like moms can be cool. So I think it ups the cool points. All right. And we'll take any listeners we can get. Let's be honest. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so, uh, so I want to talk about the suicide forest. It, for those of you who don't know, it's 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 a thirty-five square kilometer, which is a fourteen square mile forest at the foot of Mount Fuji, Fuji. And it's got like these rocky ice caves, uh, and it's it's a beautiful, beautiful forest. Um, but for some reason. Uh, it's a it's a notoriously common place for people to kill themselves. There is some folklore surrounding this with uh, like demons and Japanese mythology and stuff like that. But um, there there are there are enough suicides that are committed in this forest that uh, they actually have signs up encouraging people not to commit suicide. There are things like your life is a gift from your parents and like signs like this that that are that are around the entrance to the forest. Uh, but every year they find lots and lots of people who have committed suicide 
in this forest. So it's it's a pretty unique setting for a horror film, and it's a it's real. Like you can go there and visit there if you're ever in Japan. Well, and and going back to like the fork or folklore side of that, Jr. I mean, I'm a huge Alien fan. Uh, anything with aliens, like it. Been watching the Ancient Alien documentaries for a while now. I mean, on repeat. And even in that, they bring it up because, I mean, it, it does go way back. And I don't want to say like Egyptian old, but it's old mythology. And to the point where they even associate aliens with that mountain and the fact that that's a place where, you know, they, they've got like secret bases and they use it as a place to hide out. And maybe they're the ones that, you know, are behind some of this. So, I mean, it, it's mythology goes way deeper even than just, you know, the Japanese or, you know, their historic uh, mythology. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, that is really interesting. So I thought it would be interesting just by way of uh, kind of getting into this episode to talk a little bit about the the two pieces of this film that where the horror really is coming from, which is the setting in the forest and then the idea of suicide. Um, so we've done the Blair Witch Project, right, which is a, a film set in, it's a horror film set in a forest. And then there's also like all of the cabin in the woods kind of horror films, right? Like the evil dead or mm-hmm. even some of the horror comedy, like uh, Tucker and Dale versus evil or a cabin in the woods, right? Where there's something about the woods that is inherently scary. And, and for me, I think it's a lot of that, like isolation, you're away from civilization. Once you get deep enough into the woods, it's like the unknown, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you're away. Because there are even, no more markers of humanity. Right. It's like, exactly, like even that, the upcoming movie, the witch. I mean, you've got new settlers that have come into this new area, at least from the previews. That's what we're led to believe. And on the outlier, you know, outlying area of their new village is this woods that they've yet to explore or that they know anything about. And that's where the witch resides. Like it's always the unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, what if the witch is actually the same conceit as the village guys? It could be a reality. It could be. And we all know oh, we had our we had awesome. our Shyamalan, you know, episode <laughs> with the visit. I'm, I'm not prepared to handle that twice. I can just tell you that. I'll make yeah, a no. scene. Yeah, I won't be happy with that either. Uh, so, do you guys have any scary woods experiences? Personally, like I, I was a Boy Scout. And I'm sure that doesn't surprise anyone because of my manly woodsman skills. But um, <laughs> I mean, you got the beard to prove it. You're basically a lumberjack. That, that's right. Yeah. Um, you're, you're issued the beard once you reach a certain merit badge level. So, uh, I mean, I went, we, my scout troop, we, we did every third weekend of the month was a camping trip. And so I spent, and that wasn't even including all the times my families went on canoe trips or, went camping or things like that, which we did a a few times a year also. So, I mean, I grew up doing this kind of stuff. My grandma lived on a farm and we would always like explore the woods around her house and stuff like that whenever we're out there. So the woods have never been, uh, at least on the surface, like a scary place, even at night, like with the scout troops, you know, we, we would just enjoy uh, being out in the woods. It wasn't ever a thing that, that we found scary. Of course. You didn't, you didn't have the cliche like campfire horror stories or anything like that. You did know, you honestly, split up? we didn't, we did not split up. So that's probably what saved us. <laughs> You're all about Good the bunny system. And yeah. So, uh, yeah. So really, um, I mean, obviously that if you go out into the middle of the woods by yourself with no flashlight or something like that, 
you're going to get scared. Yeah. But but in general, the woods have never been a, a place like where horror resided for me, you know, personally. I agree. <clears throat> I, I find that forest are kind of the exact opposite. I like to go out to nature to, to relax and calm down. So the fact that movies like this and, you know, they, they kind of twist it and make it something scary, I find really interesting. You guys are crazy. The woods are terrifying. <laughs> I've been on camping trips. I enjoyed them. I took alcohol to cope. Uh, but they're terrifying. Like, it's dark. You don't know what's past your camp, like your fire. Uh, you hear noises. You don't know what that is. Is it a bear? I don't know. Is it a ghost? Possibly. More than likely. But I don't, it's terrifying. Yeah, I would have to say I'm probably kind of in the middle. Like, I enjoy camping and all of that kind of stuff. I don't really need to to have alcohol or anything to cope. But I definitely would say that because I have a deep, deep, deep fear of wolves and not that I've ever really camped in an area where, where wolves could exist. I definitely have like with coyotes and different things like that. And it's just so like, that's definitely terrifying. Oh, Amanda, um, I just what? remembered because of your, your fear. I read an article, I think maybe last week, um, about this little town in Russia. I think they said there was like a population, a little over a thousand people, um, and it's literally in the middle of nowhere. Um, and apparently, they were attacked by a pack of wolves that numbered in like a couple hundred. Oh <laughs> crazy! My gosh! So you know, you might want to go visit. Could be fun. Nope. Little no, have you guys seen the gray? Have we talked about this before? We've talked about how ridiculous it was. Yes. I have not. I have literally only seen the last 20 minutes of the gray and I have had countless nightmares <laughs> in that freaking movie. And I haven't even seen the whole oh God, stinking so thing. Awesome. I was convinced when we lived in Dayton that wolves were coming to attack me and JR in our sleep. <laughs> Because at one point, the I don't know, something crashed into the kitchen sink and we were down in the basement. And I, I legitimately thought, yeah, and I thought, I know, right? Um, and I literally, I thought that a wolf was going to tear down the steps, rip JR's throat out, and then kill me. Because I was between her and the steps. True. <laughs> Did you ever have like a bad experience with wolves or you just are terrified? If by bad experience, you mean when I was in probably second grade, we had to watch Peter and the Wolf in, yeah, in music class, and I had nightmares ever since story. from that, then yes. Oh, yeah, never-ending story as well. That wolf I mean, was terrifying. Wolves have gotten a bad rap in I, pop culture. I have had... Red Riding Hood set the bar. It wasn't... It really did. I've had recurring nightmares of wolves probably almost my entire life. That they are like coming to attack me or coming to attack See, my family or minor yeah. spiders. Interesting. I mm. can re I can recount many nightmares where there's like it's like a sea of black and it's all just spiders crawling oh, that, around everywhere. That's horrible. Yeah, definitely more scary. They don't even make noises. At least Ugh. a wolf has the courtesy of howling before he kills you. <laughs> what does a spider do? Nothing. Yeah, just bites you. Okay, so we're pretty divided on this whole this whole uh, forest business, but the the part of this movie, if if anything in this film works, it may be 
the the suicide metaphor. Um, it's interesting to me that that you have a, a a place that for whatever reason has become a place where people go to end their lives, and so you have uh, you have like a depression in the culture where where there's like an absence of people that's particularly felt. And I think that partly, you know, at least for me, one of the reasons suicide is so terrifying is because it's so final and because so often people who are, who love the suicide victim are not aware of how intense that person's depression is. Absolutely. Agreed. Well, and you know, the whole point of ghosts, well, one of the points of ghosts is that it's unfinished business, right? Like they mm -hmm. stick around because they have stuff that they're still dealing with. And that's probably every person that's ever taken their own life has some kind of unfinished business. Like they just don't think like, hmm, well, I'm having a real good day. I think I'm gonna kill myself. I, you know, I don't have anything else that I need to deal with. Like that, that doesn't happen. I suppose it doesn't happen. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, this film, like, like a lot of good ghost films, uh, are about, it's about regret, right? It's about unfinished business. It's about, um, the, the burden of, of guilt. Uh, and when, when the film worked, I think it was those things that, that really resonated. And I think they were the things that, um, you know, the, the one thing I guess I didn't like about it was that it equated suicide with just sadness. You know, it's like, if you're sad, then these evil spirits will exploit that. Um, See, go I ahead, Stace. I was gonna say, I don't necessarily, if that's how they meant it, I just meant, I think it's more like you're vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You're easier to like take advantage of when you're you're focused on something sad like that. You're not your normal self. I, th I think it was an unfortunate choice of setting for them. Like they, they chose that forest because of its creepy background, its mythology and everything. And it is the suicide forest and it's known for that in our actual lives. Um, but I agree with Stacy. I think they, they were using that ploy as a means to pull at people's weaknesses and not so much to insinuate that someone was suicidal in the first place. Um, yeah. Which I think, I mean, lends to your weakness, JR, but I, I don't know that it was necessarily what they were going for, at least from what I saw. Well, let's uh, let's get into this film itself. Um, you know, first section, because this is a film that just came out, we're going to do a, a few minutes of spoiler free discussion uh, before we dive into the, the nitty gritty spoilers. But um, Stacy, we, we really just need to know right off the bat, uh, how come you did not tell us about your secret twin powers? First off, I've got to interrupt uh, only because I want to say that the first 15 minutes of this movie were absolutely obnoxious to watch with a twin. Um, <laughs> it, it was almost unbearable. Uh, it, it, it possibly almost ruined the movie for me. However, I digress. Uh, Stacy, please tell us about your twin powers. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say their powers. It's just more like like a connection, like a feeling. Hmm. I mean, if you like just, a sound you can't hear, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wouldn't that I wish they would have explained that a little differently because I definitely can get that. It's not necessarily like a sound. It's just like, like a feeling, like a vibration, like there's always something there. Like if you can 
it's hard for other for people who aren't twins to imagine. But Lame I never old a, single people like us. Right? Like, what, what, Sucks being a normie, huh, Jr. And Amanda? <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> straight up single egg that you didn't split. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you're you're missing out. <laughs> but um, so from the very beginning, anything that I can remember, I've always had my sister. It's never just been me. There's always been somebody with me. Like any memory that I can remember from growing up, I've always had my sister. So it definitely is obviously very impactful in your life, but you're just more aware of each other and more aware of the people around you, I guess, than so, you are you're just like not a twin. So I'm sorry, Jay, I got to interrupt because I'm privy to the story. I don't know if you two are, um, but there's a story from when they were children. And I mean like young children, at least as their mother tells it. Um, we were probably like five six I'll let you tell it maybe seven well I don't really remember that well because I we were so young but apparently Mary was outside playing and had fell and I was inside with my mom doing something and apparently I just started crying and said my knee hurt and like pointed to my knee like it hurts right here and a minute later Mary comes in like oh yeah I fell and scraped my knee and she was perfectly fine but I was the one with the hurt knee and crying and so upset and my mom just said you know, like that happened with us all of the time. Like we just always like had this weird connection. When mm-hmm. one thing happened to one, we kind of like felt it. So. So where is Mary right now? She's up in her bed. How do That's you know? amazing. <laughs> do it's, you know you because know. of your spidey twin sense? Or because well, you saw her walk up there? <laughs> she no. did tell me she was going to her bed. <laughs> but... Way to spoil it, Amanda. <laughs> I, I know. I could have sensed it. It's just you're more, it's like you're hyper aware of what's going on. You're not just aware of yourself, but you're aware of somebody else as much as you are aware of yourself and your feelings and your actions and your thoughts. That's fascinating. That's interesting because that was one of the most annoying parts of this movie. For me. <laughs> welcome to my viewership. So I sat there the entire time with Stacy going, yeah, that would never happen. I would have already been there. Yeah, that wouldn't happen. Uh, that's my twin. I would never leave her. Yeah, that... I, are you kidding me? That would never happen. That's my twin. I'm like, all right, imagine you're not seeing this with someone who has a twin, Stacy. I mean, it definitely, I feel like, made the movie a little different experience, have, like a different experience for me, because you you would do, thing for your, do things for your twin you obviously wouldn't do for just some other person or even necessarily yourself. Is that obvious? It is obvious. <laughs> um. So, th- yeah, I definitely had a couple issues in the movie. Like, like she didn't know that her sister, she, I don't know, just the fact that they didn't talk, and then all of a sudden she gets a random call, like, oh, your sister went into this forest where people commit suicide. Like, I would, I would have known that. Like, I would have talked to my sister, and, like, we would have expressed that. So, I don't know. I had definitely had a few qualms with the twins from the movie, but I feel like they did a pretty good job trying to explain the relationship between twins. And do you feel like Natalie Dormer, who is not a twin, but played twins, communicated that as an actress effectively? I think she did a pretty good job. My big issue was they thought that dyeing the twins' hair, like, brown versus the blonde hair was, like, enough of a difference. I don't know. That kind of annoyed me. 
I mean, she was the, the goth color. twin because she wore eyeliner and she had dark hair and her nose was pierced. I like to refer to her as the sexy twin, but agree to disagree. <laughs> he, he did refer to her I the mean, whole she, movie that way. <laughs> she was the goth twin for sure. But, I mean, obviously I thought she was super cute. Mm. But, yeah. I concur. Um, so overall, Stacey, how, what do you think of this movie? No spoilers, but just general review. Um, I liked it. I thought it was really good. The The jump scares worked well for me. The, the beginning was a little slow. It took a minute to get into the movie, but once you got into the movie, I really enjoyed it. What about you, Mom? Uh, I'm right there with Stacy. I, I think both of us, I mean, Stacy's commentary aside, which borderline ruined the movie for me. I'm sorry. Um, then followed up with kind of the slow introduction because it took a minute to kind of get into it it was almost kind of the crimson peak uh deal mm -hmm. again whereas crimson peak you had that one little ghost intro at the beginning so they at least let you know what was going on this one was a slow warm-up you had to get into japan she had to get into the forest there there was nothing there was no precursor to that outside of their twin bond uh so that it kind of bored me a little bit in the can beginning. we call it their twin sense <laughs> well, yes we can go whatever you want Unless Stacey objects, of course. Twin twin tuition? Mm -hmm. Twin tuition. I like that. <laughs> um, but outside of that, I mean, I think the movie worked for me overall. I liked the setting. Uh, I liked the idea behind it. Um, it it had a great ending. Um, overall, it worked. It, it was a little slow to warm up. But at the end, I, I don't think that affected me as much. Um, overall... I was I was happy, and I I believe you two are gonna agree. So what what was your thoughts, Jr? Well, I highly recommend skipping the first five minutes of the movie, and then it's. <laughs> Um, we hit accidentally. We showed up what we thought would be on time, but it turns out they started the movie right at eight. Yeah, like no trailers at all. And yeah. usually there's really? twenty minutes. There's usually twenty yeah. to twenty five minutes of trailers, so we always show up a few minutes late. And, we had uh, some decent trailers too. Actually, I think, I think we, we had, had a couple of new ones. Did you see the trailer for The Conjuring 2? No. Oh. I don't want to. <laughs> I know. I'm glad we didn't see that one. Been enough Conjuring in my lifetime. No need hey for clapping your hands. That wasn't. <laughs> that was from the podcast, right? I, I didn't clap my hands. I didn't clap my hands. That's why we're not I friends, Jr. <laughs> I didn't clap my hands. Uh, no. So so yeah, we we literally we got there uh, five minutes into the movie, and then because everyone was coming in expecting trailers and stuff, the first probably twenty minutes of the movie was a little rowdy as people were getting settled, and we're in one of those dine-in theaters, so. You didn't miss much, yeah. so you all yeah, you could tell that, right? I mean, it was it was mm -hmm. it was okay. Um, I feel like though, you could apply that statement to the entire rest of the film. Hey, oh, oh. really? Um, yeah, I thought this film was terrible. No, I thought I it was. I thought it was lazy. It I thought that all it had was jump scares and unoriginal recycled ideas. Do you mean literally connect. lazy, Jr.? Because you realize they were walking up a mountain. Like there was. There was an abnormal amount of hiking in this film. Not abnormal for a movie set in the woods. I mean, she ran. <laughs> <laughs> was running. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, I, well, I'll tell you exactly what I mean about lazy and spoilers. <laughs> um, I there were mo like every scare was telegraphed. Nothing in this movie took me by surprise. Uh, it was like the most unoriginal 
a waste of an amazing setting and amazing concept that I can imagine. The only thing I liked about this movie was Natalie Dormer. Um, and she was wasted. Like she, she did such a good job. I would love to have seen her in a better film. Hmm. Amanda, what do you think? I usually don't share as strong of opinions as JR because <laughs> I'm more even keel. Uh, I'm not as feisty as he is. Um, but yeah, I really wasn't a fan. Uh, it was pretty cheesy. It, I don't know, it, it was really predictable to me, especially the end, which we can get into later. Wait, um, hold on. Before we even get into spoilers... I'll ask this question to you both. Amanda, you've already confessed. JR, you're included. You you both saw the ending coming? Like it clearly. Like you knew exactly how it was gonna end, or go a little I, bit into detail there without spoiling. I had a strong suspicion how the film was going to resolve probably by 30 minutes in. And you were correct. Mm-hmm. Amanda, the same? I or was this through a communication through the two of you being equally? Unlike the people, unlike the people sitting next to us, we do not talk during the movie the entire time. So, oh man, there was this couple that sat you, right next to us. Were and you they, sitting next to Stacy and I? <laughs> oh my gosh, they just had ongoing, constant commentary, and it wasn't even most of the time. It wasn't even about the film. Oh, I was that's so, that's so irritated. I was like, seriously, people, have I took you care never of it. Spoken to each other ever before um, in your life. And I've been in the film with you, JR. You lay the law down, and I love it. He does. It's embarrassing, but it worked. Embarrassing that's awesome. the important thing. Um, I, I wouldn't say that I I knew exactly what was going to happen, but I suspect it. I don't know. It didn't catch me off guard. It wasn't particularly creative. I feel like there could have been a way better way to conclude the ending. All right. I'll accept that. I mean, I and I guess when I said you saw the ending coming, I didn't mean by like turn by turn sequence of events. I just meant like a general, like not that. I don't know. I guess that was that'll suffice. Um, I did not. We can, see we, we can we can get more into that later, but I was gonna say honestly, I think the scariest part of this film was the like Jr was saying the setting, like the fact that there is a forest that exists that's called the suicide forest is horrifying to me. Like mm. I cannot fathom ever wanting to go there even during the daytime. Like that's not really a desire of mine in my life. So, well, so before we get into spoilers, even um, going back to that ancient aliens, which I'm a huge fan of when they went into this forest. So they went in and they're walking through as a documentary will do and they're showing. And a lot of that stuff was very accurate that they portrayed in the movie. Um, people go out there, um, people that are unsure as to whether or not they want to commit suicide, people who are just kind of reflecting on their life, but in a depressed state and people who are very sure that they are going to commit suicide and everything they depicted was true, at least also through this other documentary. Yeah. Um, and the fact that if they have a tent, uh, it means they're unsure because now they're giving themselves a safe place to live in the woods while they make this decision. I wouldn't um, say safe. Right. Well, according right. to the movie. But uh, the fact that they tie the ropes or the ribbons through the trees so mm -hmm. that people actually have a way to find their bodies off the path so that they can still be buried and, you know, right. maybe family members will be able to find them. So all that stuff is true. And that, I mean, that is horrifying. Yeah. The setting Super is, scary. I mean, that's extremely creepy. Like, what if that was the national park and or mountain by your home? Like, oh, I know. 
What if it wasn't the right. Smoky Mountains? It and was the kids, Suicide Mountain. They took a field trip to it. Yeah. Right. You know? Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, and I'm certain that the aliens carved out the icy caverns because those things, whew, that'd be mm-hmm. super be, scary. Be careful and the conversation to start here, ma'am. Because Why? You're opening a rabbit hole I can't come out of. Oh, well, I mean, she almost couldn't come out of her rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, we probably better get into spoilers. <laughs> um, here we're going to do spoilers from this point on. If, uh, spoilers! If you've, if you've sided with Mo and Stacy and you decided you want to go see the forest. Okay, before we spoil, I would like to say, and although you guys will disagree, I think it's at least worth going and seeing and watching. I agree. I don't think it's terrible. I think you get the good jump scares. You get the scared feeling. You're on edge through the movie wondering what's yeah. happening. Two. You know, like, there, it's not just the jump scares. There's a psychological part to it that we haven't touched on with her and, the like, the, the tourist guy or whoever's leading her around or whatnot. Let's, let's give an unbiased opinion here. Let's say you are not a horror connoisseur. Let's say you don't break down every film. I want JR and Amanda, I want your unbiased opinion as to whether or not this will deliver as a horror film and you might be scared throughout the film. I can think of, off the top of my head, 10 movies I'd recommend to you that are scarier than this one. That was a, a Without very, even trying. Evasive answer. No, so like, like, will you jump? Yeah, because jump scares are the most crude form of scare. It's like, penis jokes like everyone's gonna laugh at him or, yeah because they're funny that doesn't mean you're a good comedian penis jokes either no I mean, I'm just saying, it's, like, it's like it's easy tell a fart joke everyone's gonna laugh um that's not as easy as you think like shift the camera around and make something pop out of the dark and then make the music go Wee! and you're gonna jump like you can't help it it's a biological reaction so like big whoop yeah like call me i'll come over to your house and do a jump scare like Save your money. Don't don't waste your money on this movie. Like it's dumb. I'm never gonna call you for that. <laughs> Mo, I'm in your house right now, just waiting for you. Uh oh. I, I would say. My looking around is lost on the viewers. But... Oh. <laughs> Sorry, viewers. <laughs> I would say honestly that there, to me, it seems like there are better films that have yet to come out that I would save my money for. Like we're going to be reviewing the witch, the boy, you know, all of these different other, which I know they aren't all set in the suicide forest, but I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm a huge, huge Natalie Dormer fan. Like I think she's beautiful. She's one of my favorite characters in game of Thrones. Like she's awesome, but yeah, it's, it just was not that good. All right. That's, Honestly, we didn't even not how I expected that answer to go. Yeah. So we didn't even talk. On. We didn't even talk about the fact that they set a movie in Japan and still had the main actors be white. Uh, half, a third of the main actor. Uh, yeah, you're right. I digress. <laughs> yeah. Was, I mean, and it's there not was an like, inkling of some Japanese people in there. And it's not like, well, first of all, there were actually more Japanese characters with significant speaking parts than I thought there were going to be. So I was. Pleasantly surprised by that. But it's also not like Japanese horror isn't still super trendy. Like, they could have just done a Japanese horror film set in Japan, centered around the suicide forest. Uh, that and... might have been a little taboo for them, though. Yeah. Why? To do it from the homeland. Because, I mean... No, I didn't... I mean, whoever did this, like, do this story. Oh, like, I see like uh, make your movie. You know, Australians are everywhere, man. So it wasn't awkward that he was there, right? 
like one of the main characters was Australian. Fine, one yeah, of the main travelers. Characters. They're like nomads. But he was an Australian. He was American, but worked yeah. for an Australian yeah. magazine. No, he, he was, was definitely Australian. Australian. He didn't have an Australian accent. That I'm not going to disagree with. But he did say <laughs> he was Australian. <laughs> I thought that he, he just he, said that he. You said he was an Australian reporter. No, he just. He did, he just said he lives in Tokyo, but he works for an Australian magazine. Agree. Yeah, I, agree. I didn't. I think he said he was an Australian reporter. This is two verse two. He, he said he was a reporter for an Australian magazine. To mm. all our listeners who watch this movie, correct us. Let us know. Yeah, correct Mo and Stacy, please. <laughs> or just validate our argument <laughs> against the forest heresies. <laughs> Okay, are we ready for spoilers now? Spoiler yes. alert. Okay, here we spoilers. go. Spoilers. Spoilers starting now. Right, meow. Spoil. Go. Okay. Awesome here's movie. What, here's what happened. Here's what happened. To, here's what happened in this movie. When I said it was lazy, here's what I meant. They were like, Suicide Force, that's super scary. Old people, those are super scary. Little mm-hmm. Japanese schoolgirls, those are super scary. So Kid, far, you're, you're... those are super scary. See, I think that's smart. They're what if we just all of the just, things that people know are scary and throwing them together and making it ultra scary? All right, let's dial it back. It's I'm not, gonna try to give you 30 seconds, 30 seconds, the entire plot of this movie. Twin okay. wakes up from scary dream because other twins in trouble. Twin goes to Japan. Twin meets nice Australian. Nice Australian's a reporter. Nice Australian wants a story. Nice Australian helps twin find other twin stuck in suicide forest. Nice Australian happens to know. A man who just randomly and politely goes through to find bodies to give back to families. The three of them team up. They go into said forest. This is the suicide forest. They enter forest at the very last moment before they can turn back and make it to the safe place before nightfall. They find the tent of the twin. Girl stays. Nice Australian stays. Mostly because he's got a crush. Probably also because he's a reporter smart Japanese man leaves because (laughs) the forest is haunted. Crazy things go down. Except no crazy things really go down because you dream. I mean, Blair Witch type stuff goes down. You don't see it. No, that's in her dream. Is it a dream, JR? Yeah, she clearly wakes up from the dream in the tent. So now she's sleep running? No, that part was real. And obnoxious. And she saw the girl when she was awake. You interrupted my whole thing. It's been ruined. Yep, it was now already longer than 30 seconds. I mean, I feel like I was probably around 20. Okay, so here's the problem. They just they just made a list of things that are scary, and then they put them all in a movie. And what ends up happening is it's all diluted, and it doesn't none of it means anything because there's no rules and none of the concepts are explored. They would have been much better off to choose one idea. This is a forest that exploits your sadness to trick you into committing suicide. And I, see, I feel like they did a good job. You, They got in her head. They scared her. They made her uncomfortable. In one she scene. Ha- in one scene at the very end, they got in her head. The rest of it was just random, who gives a crap, be no, scary for scary not, not in so the cabin. I need he, you to elaborate there, Jared. They because... got in her head in the cabin for sure. You know, when they were following the stream down river, definitely got in her head. When she was washing out her wound, definitely got in her head. Um, when she is in the cavern following the little girl which is stupid i might say never that was dumb to follow her she's obviously but earlier the girl told her that she could get her to her sister but let's let's dial it back so they say the forest is going to exploit on sadness 
Uh, they're pretty upfront about that from the whole time. We know that Natalie Dormer is sad going into this because she's scared for her sister. Uh, we also know through her conversations um, with Geraldo, as I call him, because he's kind of a combination between Leonardo DiCaprio and Gerard Butler, uh, that <clears throat> he has supposedly lost his brother and um, Natalie Dormer uh, is guilty because during this supposed car wreck of her parents, uh, she didn't witness, you know, what had happened. Her sister did. Um, so there's this Speaking underlying. Twin, that's like a real thing, like very, very, very real feeling that you can have. What, guilt? Yeah, letting your twin down. Like they had to suffer through this by themselves when I should be suffering with them. Okay, so there you have it. Now we have a. Right, but the only time that that's ever exploited in any way is the very final scene in the cabin. Not, and again, I disagree. So if the idea of this forest is that it works on your sadness, your guilt, it takes advantage of basically the instability of your emotions, she is going into this forest uh, unstable. And so she chases this girl into the woods. Granted, it's ridiculously dumb of her to do so. Uh, but she does so because she's guilty. She's there to save her sister. She feels like she's let her sister down yet again. She's felt that way since childhood because that's when she ultimately let her down. Uh, so she chases this girl, even though it makes no sense, because she wants to save her sister. Um, and then later, again, uh, what's the second time? It was before the cabin. It was when she first cave. gets hurt. She, she uh, was when, running yeah. and fell into the cave. So, but everything leads because it's out of her guilt for having failed her sister. So I don't, I guess I'm confused as to why you feel like that was a flawed sentiment throughout the film. Uh, and then I feel like they portrayed it accurately. The reason it didn't affect uh, Geraldo is because he didn't he have had, that guilt. He lied. You know, he sets it up as, you know, yeah, I have a brother. I let him down too. I get it. But then when it's uncovered, he's like, oh, I was just crushing on you, man. That was a lie. I got no guilt. Like, I'm a happy guy. So he's not affected. So I feel like they set up a dynamic where it was acceptable that she was the only one being affected mm -hmm. and no one else around her was. Uh, the problem was, if, if you just say the guilt destabilized her, therefore whatever the forest does is exploiting her guilt, okay, sure, fine, I guess at that point. But like, why did that old lady in the hallway in the hotel then show up in her dream other than because old people are scary? You know, why did she fall into a cave and then get chased back into the light by these zombie bodies that then didn't follow her anymore, except that, like, that was kind of scary, I guess, whatever. Like, I'll give you that, in that regard, I'll give you lazy writing. Like, the old lady in the hotel was silly. The, there, was a, there was a better way to have, if you wanted something scary to happen there, there was a better way to do it. Give her another dream. Give her something. That's you know, what I'm saying. Like, like, I'll give you that. The falling into the hole, uh, I see where you're going, but I guess getting to that hole, falling in there, like the paranoia, the leaving him, um, everything leading up to that was what we were talking about. Um, the girl being in the hole, I guess, was just the forest continuing to mess with her, but it also drives her back to him, which then further displays her paranoia well, so then, it's like now she's stuck between two and it gets her it gets her to kill him which is not suicide at all like it's it's like this totally separate like but wait, didn't, didn't we set up to that anyways because remember when uh michi i think it was is their tour guide oh tour guide seems like a unfair uh 
title, however, their guide. And he says, hey, like, you really shouldn't stay here. Um, not only does this forest make people do horrible things to themselves, it makes them do just horrible things in general. So it kind of foreshadows that. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no rules. Like, like at first it's like, it'll, it'll make you kill yourself. Then it's like, no, that it just like makes you do anything. Like, whatever. Well, so it's, like that's what I'm saying. It's just like, whatever is scary, the forest does that. It's just like a scary forest. So it's not a suicide forest anymore. Well, it's just whoa, like whoa, whoa. a forest I'll, where I'll anything will happen. If we look into the mythology of this forest, it's it's known as the suicide forest because a lot of people go there to kill themselves, which is horribly unfortunate. Uh, however, the the mythology of the forest is that it's a forest of demons and you know potentially aliens. There's all these. But none of that's mythology. in the film. Yeah. That's all mm-hmm. you're importing that from outside of the film, which is fine. But nothing in the film gives us any indication that that's what's happening. Like all we're told is it's the suicide forest. Well, and furthermore, just to jump all the way to the end, the twin ends up surviving and we don't really see. Yeah. Even though she's been in there for like a week. That we've like, there's no way that she wouldn't have experienced some kind of trauma or haunting because she was obviously carrying sadness with her. Right. But I, I can, I feel like I kind of get wise because the twin who was looking for the other twin said she looked away. She couldn't look at the dark, scary things in the world. And the other twin could look at them always and face look. them. All, she always looked. So she, I feel like having her whole life, you know, looked at the scary, scary things. Obviously it's scary, but she wasn't as affected as the other sister who always she turned away. She was more away. equipped to handle. Yeah. She, I think you guys are giving this movie way more credit than it just. Yeah, like that's that that's a great theory. That. That's a great theory, and I would buy that. But there was zero text in the film to lead us to think that. Yeah, I um, I I was really thinking that neither of the twins were going to survive. I. I, that's what we I, both I, thought. I, we I were really at, thought it was we were the, cheesy. Well, we weren't the couple, but we were the two people talking the entire movie and the two of us but we were did have saying, the theater alone so yeah. we could have and but we said the whole time we're like there's no way they're coming out uh like this is going to be one of those you know the the guide finds them all or it's going to be some like Blair Witch type ending like we, we didn't think there was a, a positive ending for anyone yeah I I definitely agree that the ending was they could have done it better I feel like we shouldn't have found anything out about the twin sister we, that should have just been left open. Like you never know what happened to her, but while the other twin was trying to find her, she went down this and had to suffer through these terrible experiences. I, I think the other, herself. I think the other thing that makes me mad about how this film ends is that it suggests that people who commit suicide are being tricked into it or, you know, something like that. Instead of like what the forest does is it makes you so sad that it seems like suicide is the best option or even frankly that it terrifies you so thoroughly that you would rather kill yourself than um live you know and, and continue to face this reality that the force is presenting you with and what we got in the end was like basically mr mysterio from the spider-man comics like creating an illusion that made her slit her wrists open yeah it was like an accident it was a it trick wasn't even really I will agree. I will agree with that. It it cheapens her end result. Um, and it, never, I mean, again, it cheapens suicide in general. Like this is not a good film that delves into the horror of suicide, uh, no. because it yeah. reduces suicide 
to like an accident or uh, uh, a mistake. On when... that level, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And actually, even Stacey and I talked about that leaving the movie, not specifically what you're stating, but the fact that the end scene, um, while it was kind of obvious that she was sawing at her wrist, they had already kind of foreshadowed that with the maggots and the fact that she was almost about to slit her wrist. Um, there, there was nothing... I would have liked it a lot more if the forest had tricked her into just wandering off to die. Um, you know, whereas she was the one who committed the act and it lost me there because the forest had already done a good job of continuously uh, getting her to not trust the people that were there to help her, uh, taking her away from her set path, um, yeah. sending her in opposite directions. I, I liked that lore of the forest mm -hmm. the fact that it just made her kill herself and she was kind of unaware and she was never suicidal in the first place at least we were never given to believe that in the film um i agree with you there that was the flaw for me well uh, and okay. see i guess i even disagree with your analysis there like i am so much less interested in a forest that makes it easy for you to get lost than it is for a forest that makes it easy to lose yourself well and it didn't uh I mean that is a little bit deeper. Again, I won't disagree, but it didn't. It didn't make her get lost. It made her lose trust. It made her second mm -hmm. guess. So that, here's this but that's guy. That's that, I mean. She's still not. She's still not. Isn't she's she still losing not herself? And the no. fact that the person she trusted leaving the hotel is now the person she, you know, is going through phones for. Like, no, because at the end of the day, at no point in the film does she ever quit being supremely confident in her ability to rescue her sister from the darkness that she lost her to a long time ago. Which there, I don't think she really lost her to the darkness. The sister was just comfortable. No, but that's how she felt. She wasn't. Yeah, that's that was how she felt. Guilt. That's what I'm saying. And so like you had this amazing opportunity for the true horror of the film being that she has to confront the reality, not only of her sister, but of herself and, and her, her, that her choice to die rather than face reality like that would have been genuinely terrifying and you could have done some yeah. deeply disturbing things with that and instead they were like oh hey someone popped out of the Viewmaster. wasn't that scary like it was so cheap uh, and that, lazy that was scary that was very scary. it was startling it wasn't scary it was startling that i screamed in at this least particular once. In instance that was synonymous and screamed actually. maybe oh fuck a couple times <laughs> oh no stacy screamed loud i jumped in the back of my seat the jump scares were on point for this film mm -hmm. but i see what you're saying i mean as far as but again jerry i guess i think potentially for listeners out there the reason i see you being so disappointed in this film and i I'll give you. It was not the most creative piece of writing. Uh, there was some very lazy instances. There was more that could be done. Uh, however, I'm not saying that to condemn the film. I'm saying for you, and as we've discussed, uh, a lack of possession of oneself is your ultimate fear. And so for you, uh, what was available in material here, there, there was much, uh, there was scarier items, you know, to pursue. Uh, whereas just as a general kind of cliche horror film, it kind of achieved what it was going after. Gosh, but I just, I'm so tired of cliche horror films. Yeah. Oh, like, uh, there's no excuse like... for them anymore. But you guys love the gallows. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, when we left, I said, well, it wasn't as bad as the gallows. That's like, <laughs> that's like my new gold standard for terrible horror. Um, I will say there's one thing that 
which would be hard for a non-twin to get, but it is the fact of losing your twin and you're never not a twin, even if your twin passes away, but the fact that you are alone, like that's to me, was probably like the most terrifying thing. Like, I get you get that, but that's a niche market if that's what you're writing to. Right, right. But as a twin, that is like, something that I could connect that. towards the movie oh, yeah, where, horrifying. you know, like, like I said earlier, you could, there's never not a time where that person isn't in your life. They're always there. Like, and for, to face the fact that you might have lost your sister because you like, she couldn't f- face the darkness and that guilt that is, is truly terrifying to me. It's one of my biggest fears is to lose my sister. So, yeah. you know, that's, so I'll say this, um, the film used their twinniness to justify her like relentless commitment to search and that like i know she's not gone and like all that kind of stuff and i didn't need that like if she would have been uh like just a a sister or uh a brother or even like a best friend i i i don't think it's ever Anytime a character in a film says, I'm not giving up on them, I don't care what you say, I'm never like, well, you should probably just give up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm always on the side of the person who's not giving up. So I, I guess I just didn't, like her being a twin didn't add anything to the film for me because anytime she said, I know she's not dead, I'm going to keep looking, I was I was like, yeah, I'm already on board. You know, I didn't need, I didn't need twin sense to... Yeah uh to to believe you you know i agree i think honestly one of the things that irritated me the most was that part when night's about to fall and they're like all right we gotta go we'll come back in the morning i'm like seriously like you anyway even like you said jr even if it's a friend who leaves when they found the camp like Mm -hmm. you just got the biggest clue you've had all day after searching and you would leave a note and come back in the morning like yeah, I probably would have punched that person. Like, are you crazy? Like, this is this is what I've been like looking for and what I've been working for, and you're just telling me to give up now? Like, no, thank you. I will suffer to find this person. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, that was just another part of the movie that I was like, okay, I I don't see why this is in here unless like the writer was a twin and like again, and I don't mean that I don't mean that sarcastically, but I mean that Stacy, like to hear you saying how well how well it helped you connect with what was going on in the film. Like, okay, that's cool. But again, as someone who's not a twin, I was just like, okay, if you say so, but I don't need that to believe this, you know, like whatever. Yeah. I think they meant to use the twins as, I guess, just like, well, it was like their, their connection. Cl- yeah. Like the closeness of each other. Like, like, and I, I will 100% agree. There definitely is, how they set a sound, there's definitely like a feeling like I know without it, like I would just know, like it's something, you know, for certainty, like, you know, two plus two is four. Like it's, it's like a fact to twins. Like you just, you have this connection and this feeling like, you know, without a doubt what is going on. Hmm. So. All right. Well, we are about out of time. Is there even a point of doing? Yeah, we can do best words. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a best? Do I have a best? Um, you know, okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna do this best with a caveat. Literally every movie, every decision she made in this film was the worst decision she could make, and that is like one of my biggest pet peeves in horror. Even going to Japan to find her sister, JR? 
No, but like so not basically, every decision. Basically every decision. Um, when she picked the Viewmaster up out of the pile of leaves, I was like, I don't. Whatever's gonna happen here is gonna be terrible, and I enjoyed being startled uh, with the pictures of the, her and the kids, and then the grandma. Like I thought that was that was pretty scary. Um, mm. It was either that or when the little Japanese girl, when you see her face in the cave. Yeah, that was super scary. Wait, when you turned into like the little troglodyte? Thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh. But when that's like revealed, you know? Yeah. She's been like sweet and she seemed sort of like an ally the whole time. Oh, God. No. And she kept turning around with that from the beginning. You knew, you knew, you oh. knew, but she had said, you know, don't trust him. Jess told me to tell you that, you know, so you're See, like, oh. this is where I differ from her in the movie. I would have said, I would have not trusted, I would have. I would have turned back around. I would have trusted him. I would have done the exact opposite of what she did. We were arguing about this in the theater. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay, I was going to say the thing that I actually really thought was super creepy and super interesting was when she was in, when she first gets to Japan and she goes to the like, uh, traders post whatever and she has mm -hmm. to go down with the dead bodies like the breathing part of the dead body was super scary oh yeah um, i was like oh gosh oh and you could kind of see that the the body was moved like yeah lightly breathing when it wasn't supposed to be or whatever but you know that's neither here nor there but actually i thought the scariest part was that chick that she's talking to right before she leaves whenever they're like oh no cell phone service and blah 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 and she's just giving some kind of like lore into the the forest and everything and i was just like the look that she had on her face was terrifying to me it was super creepy do you guys remember that part mhm mm yeah when she was standing on like the porch and the yeah yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely creeped me out. Yeah. So, like I had mentioned earlier, I definitely freaked out a couple times during this movie. Um, however, I think what scared me the most was when she was walking down the stairs and the fake stairs or whatever in the cabin, and then, like, the dad starts crawling towards her, like... Mm -hmm. I don't know that that really got me for whatever reason it scared me to death part one of the things i thought was interesting about that scene is that's where you learn that it's the dad right because you had seen the face yeah. in the mm -hmm. Viewmaster, and you thought it was just like yet another random terrible See, thing i thought i knew i knew that that was the dad mm -hmm. you did okay yeah i thought i mean it was the first time they confirmed that he was the one that killed the mother and then himself but I, mean, I, I, I might have fallen asleep at an reveal <laughs> or something. I also actually thought that it was like when she was telling the story about how her parents died in a car crash I, and they were actually showing us what actually happened. I was like, uh, that was definitely not a car crash. That was most definitely right? some gunshots. And, and actually, that that now that I'm thinking about it, that might've actually been my favorite moment in the, in the film. Yeah. I, I thought enjoyed, that was really well done. I, I enjoyed it. How, the... Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then later yeah. when she accuses him of lying, right. You're like, well, yeah. I mean, you've been lying to yourself your whole life. Right. Yeah. And to him straight up bold yeah. face, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I thought that was a really effective piece of storytelling. Uh, right. that, a, a great example of showing, not telling 
Uh, well, and do, you, do you think that when she said the car crash, JR, do you think she was lying to him? Yes. Or do you think that's yes. what she convinced herself that no, actually I, happened? I think she was very much lying to him. Okay. Yeah, agreed. See, to me, I think she was still trying to convince herself. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what I was thinking, too, that she yeah. just, she didn't actually know that that was she, what her... Exactly. I feel, like, I feel like she knew what happened. She was just trying, like, she didn't want to look at it. She, mm -hmm. like, the sister faced everything head on. See, I, she, she did with, like, a veiled eye or, like, a veiled... I think she vision. can, I think she was aware. That's why we were getting the flashback. But I think she convinced herself that the car crash was real. That's what her grandmother told her. That's yep. what she chose to believe. She never looked, uh, therefore it wasn't real. And yet her twin had grown up her whole life knowing and having seen. So there was no the refuting truth. the truth. Yeah, like, the pro okay, again, the problem is we just don't have any evidence that she's like lives in this fantasy world. Well, but that, that to me in this film is what makes it work. Like that's why she's susceptible. Like once you start getting the concrete facts like that in a film like this, you lose that you know gray like that gray area is what makes that work what gray area well the fact that we're not sure if she actually knew if she was lying to herself um that that's what's being toyed with i guess <laughs> you're not convinced <laughs> no i mean i feel like if if she if she's like actively denying reality that would have we would have seen that elsewhere in her character her character in every other regard is so competent and clear and level-headed um so it just it see but i almost feel like that was like a coping mechanism mm. you know like she she's the one who's moved on she's mm -hmm. level-headed her sister's actually the one that's literally dealing with issues mm -hmm. and being normal she's the one that refuses to see it and has moved on has a successful husband you know is but doing life the way you're supposed to do it but she's the screw up the mm -hmm. other sister is the one who's just living Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, she didn't seem like that, though. Like, she seemed, she didn't see, again, she just, she wasn't like someone who denied reality. She was just, like, capable and competent. Yeah. No, you I know? mean, if that was the goal, they didn't portray it well. I see what you're saying. So, anyway, uh, ever has everyone done best? What was your best, Mo? My best, I think, was close to the end. Actually, basically the end. When... Uh, good Natalie is running through the forest. She's chasing her sister. Um, and you have all the ghosts or apparitions, whatever you want to call them, in the forest. I thought it was one of the freakiest moments of the forest. Um, and they were kind of like corralling her after her sister. And you mm -hmm. see the lights of the search party. Uh, and the sister's about to make it. And that creepy friggin' little girl pops up again and blocks her. And it's... It, I don't know. That whole scene I thought was cool. Like had the movie kind of gotten there in a different way. I, I, I wasn't really expecting the ending to be honest. Um, and I didn't like the exact ending. I like, I enjoyed the twist, but the fact that she had killed herself back in the cabin, I, I wish that maybe, I don't know, it had gone down a separate way, but I liked the fact that that was the realization that she wasn't actually really there, that she was never going to get there. And I thought that was pretty creepy, uh, that I really just kind of liked that whole setting. Um, worst i think there was some other things that they could have played upon as far as fear goes they never really the the bad natalie the sexy natalie if you will had been there she'd been can living we call in Japan. her can we call her naughty natalie we can Ooh, hoo, hoo. I like it. 
double M had been living in Japan for a while. She'd been accustomed, you know, she, what, she knew the area. She knew she were, where she was going. Uh, that wasn't scary for her or for her. Uh, but good, Natalie. Why was there not a little bit more terror? Like she was walking down a road. Like, why didn't she call a taxi? Uh, why didn't she have a translator? Like, why didn't she have a guide going into this? I thought there was yeah. a lot of fear of the unknown just in the culture shock. She was not in a phonetically English speaking country. So there was no signs that, you know, she could read. There was there was nothing. You know, what I mean, she was a completely different country, a different world. Uh, almost. And I thought there was a lot of fear that could have been played upon just on that, like her going up to the hotel, having to communicate with the lady who just creepily has a bed and breakfast and a morgue. Like there was <laughs> there was a lot of things there that I thought could have been played upon that would have been pretty freaky and they didn't. Yeah. I was to say my worst is like the scarecrow thing. Ghost yeah. guy. The guy that hanged himself, right? Yeah, that I... I, I get that you could get from the hanging, but I I felt like he was unnecessary. He didn't make the movie by any means, and I probably wouldn't have noticed if he wasn't there. Uh, my worst was definitely the old woman in the hallway. Um, that was unnecessary. Well, and it didn't, like, it, it, it was completely exterior to the entire film. It was, like, and the fact that... If she wouldn't have shown up again, it would have been less abrasive. But then you're you're exactly right. The fact that she came back later was Well, weird. I'm even I'm even okay with the idea that the forest like drew on something in her subconscious to scare her more. Whatever. Fine. But like all that was was old people are scary. There was yeah. there was there was no explanation for why she was in the hallway. Uh, it was purely it was purely set up to get a cheap jump out of the audience and i that's that's just i felt like that that was like a, encapsulated everything that was wrong with this movie for me in that one little scene i jumped I because you're gonna jump old people are scary though definitely. <laughs> and you getting old that. is super super scary super yeah. scary you might start crapping your pants every day and have to hide it in the shed yep <laughs> oh my god all right so anyway so overall Let's give this a horror rating um, and not a general movie rating. This is strictly for the horror genre. So whereas like most horror films would end up as a five or below just on a normal film rating, we're going to go strictly horror, one through ten. What do you rate it? Three. Oh, okay. What's your... What's your closest to ten then, JR? Well, when when we left the theater last night... He, we usually grade like based off of a grading scale, like A, B, plus, minus, all of that. And he asked what I would give it. And I said, probably a C. And I asked him and he said, if I was in a really, really good move, mood, a C minus. So. I like the A through F. All right. Yeah. So JR at your very best, your very weakest, you give it a C minus. Yeah. All right, Amanda, you're sticking with C. I'm sticking with a flat C. I, I honestly wouldn't argue with a C. Interesting. Um, I'd say C plus ish, but I I think horror film wise, that's actually saying a lot. Like a B is like a pretty damn good horror film to me. An A is like once every few years. Like Conjuring was an A. 
Right. Yeah, but that um, doesn't let this movie off the hook. Like, I'm not excited they got a, that I got another crappy horror movie. Like, yay. Yeah, but I'm saying it's just kind of like your run-of-the-mill horror. Like, to me, this wasn't this wasn't phenomenal. This wasn't standout, and I won't remember it in six months. Uh, but I at hope the I same point in time, it's not, <laughs> it's not so bad that I'll remember it from years from now. You know what I mean? I, yeah, just like the gallows. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably give it... I'm walking that very fine line of a C plus and a B minus. I really like this movie... It scared the crap out of me. When the movie was over, I could not wait for them to turn the lights on. I was so uncomfortable. That's true. She asked me several times if I could get the lights on. <laughs> I had no power to do so. You know, I guess it's the jump scares that get me. They might be cheap, easy little tricks, but they fucking get me every time. And I can't help it. And they make me uncomfortable. And it sets me on edge for the whole rest of the movie. And it just racked makes the tension builds the tension for me to enjoy the movie more and i i mean i i still stick by my earlier thing i think it was a movie worth seeing i think it's your i do think it's a run-of-the-mill scary film um i don't think it disappoints in that aspect and i don't think it overwhelms either uh so if you're a horror fan and you're not looking for anything super impressive i still think it's a film worth seeing and i think you'll like stacy said you're definitely gonna jump a couple times JR has alluded to the fact that that's not hard to do. Uh, however, I think it's worth saying. I would yeah. say save your money and go see something else. <laughs> yeah, honestly, if you want a great horror movie that's in theaters right now, go see The Revenant. Oh, man, it's so that's... good. The Revenant's a horror film? Oh, Depends yeah. on how you classify horror. It's pretty horrifying. Well, like it's in... in a forest. It's scarier than the forest. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> oh my gosh! And it's probably going to win some Oscars, so of that's I hope so. It's got Leonardo in it. He's Not never won. You can't Leonardo. say, of course, it's got Leo, Mo, because Leo's never won an Oscar. That's what I was going to say. He's just Not been nominated. Never, no. never, never won. Never. Yes. Which Titanic. Is astounding to me. Titanic weirdly won no acting or story awards. Weirdly. <laughs> That for is. such for such an amazing movie that was so great and great and good. And it that was, is remarkable. Well, it was super original. <laughs> it is hashtag remarkable. <laughs> um, wow, really? Not I, even for The Departed? I hate no, it. There's a lot of nominations no, for The Departed. He yep. got, he's been nominated several times, but he's never won. He got nominated. His very first nomination was for What's Eating Gilbert Grape. And he probably should have won for that. But if we've oh, all seen Tropic Thunder... Then you know why he didn't. But anyway, yeah, he he's been nominated multiple multiple times, but never actually received one. And he's gotten a few Golden Globes, but yeah, never never an Oscar. So this is his first film back since Wolf of Wall Street, and oh man, it's so good. That was not Oscar worthy. Yeah, I mean, he was hoping that it would be because yeah, because I mean, it was. It was Scorsese, wasn't it? Yeah. Departed was. Oh, and Wolf of Wall Street, I think. I didn't think Wolf was. Oh. It is. JR it says is? it is. Yeah. Okay, we're way past time. Uh, let us know what you think of The Forest. Let us know what you think of The Revenant and why Leo deserves an Oscar. And uh, you can find all this at don'tsplitup.com or facebook.com slash don'tsplitup. Thank you for listening. We will be back in a couple of weeks with our review of The Boy. 
starring Lauren Cohen from The Walking Dead. Uh, Hopefully it will be better than The Forest. Um, And uh, we can all say that no matter how much we like The Forest, right? Like skeptical. Hopefully it's better. I'm also skeptical. Yeah, let's do predictions real quick. Where do you think think the boy is going to get as a grade from you? I'm honestly only watching it because Maggie's in it. Uh, I mean, puppets are creepy, but they're really going to have to bring it to... Very cliche. Did I just quote, bring it on? Mm-hmm. I think I did. <laughs> Can we rewind? So let me say this. If the puppet never moves on its own on screen, it, it has a chance to be one of the greatest like scary movies of the year. I'm going to bet that the trailer is scarier than the whole movie combined. So I was talking to Stacy about this today. I have a sneaking suspicion that it's going to be exactly what they portrayed it to be, and it's some little demon boy or whatever. But I've seen that preview a thousand times at this point in time, and every time you get that snippet where Maggie from The Walking Dead says, he's alive. And if somehow something has happened, some outside force has possessed this doll um, against the will of the old boy that was alive, um, and so that boy is now living in this doll against his own will, that would be awesome. That's the film I want to see. If it's just a creepy doll that hates people, I'm, I'm out. That does nothing. Yeah. Well, we'll find out in a couple weeks. Uh, in the meantime, thank you for listening. And as always, please remember, don't, don't split, split up. up. Join J.R., Stacey, Amanda, and Mo to discuss blood, guts, horror, and gore. In our podcast, Don't Split Up, where we discuss horror movies and how great or not they are. Because as you know, in every horror movie, the first rule of survival is never leave your friends. So don't split up if you want to make it to the end. No, don't. Don't split up. This place is huge. No one take the back porch. Scream if you see anything. That won't be hard. But in observation of this loaded moment, I am not in favor of splitting up, nor am I three days from retiring. I will not be right back.